Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, Goddess of Victory Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 6 The Storm The following day had been spent walking, and Astrid was getting tetchy. Early in the morning the Roman camp had packed away and continued their march northwards away from Londinium. The events of the previous night had been quickly and literally forgotten by the majority of the regiment, but not by the knowing glances that flitted between Gaius, Astrid and the soothsayer. They marched in silence, waiting for night to fall again. By midday the camp had stopped to eat and rest. Gaius was sat contemplating an unappealing splatter of stew when Astrid approached with an empty bowl. "'You going to eat that?' she demanded. He admitted defeat and handed her his ration. "'I've had worse,' the young girl shrugged and wolfed down the lot. "'Any word from the soothsayer?' Gaius asked, stretching his legs out before him on the ground. Astrid plonked herself down beside him. Nah, she's keeping herself to herself, she replied, whilst picking strands of meat from between her teeth. She'll be with us, though, don't you worry. She's seen it too now. I keep trying to go over it, Gaius frowned. But every time I do, it's that bit less clear. You remember him, though, don't you? asked Astrid. Yes, Gaius replied hesitantly. Cecilius. Cecilius of Tiber. Good. Astrid chirped, rewarding him with an encouraging grin. We'll make a traveller of you yet. Gaius waited. You've still not told me where you're from, he said finally. You and your friend. A long way from here, Astrid mused. Her instinct when questioned about her life with the professor was to move away from the topic as swiftly as possible. But something about Gaius could be trusted. Perhaps. It's not easy to explain. That light, Gaius continued, recalling Cecilius's ghost. You've seen it before. Might have, shrugged Astrid, still not allowing herself to shut him down. You have, the young soldier insisted. Where did it come from? That wasn't the light of the sun, or the moon. What's its source? The prof. My friend. She told me once. Astrid's mind drifted back to a distant remembrance when she'd stood in the extraordinary laboratory in which the professor had perfected her timeship. Dashing between workbenches and shelves of well-thumbed books, her friend had told her, It's all energy, dear heart. Energy. You look up at the night sky and you see the stars, only you're not looking at them as they are now. You're seeing the light they created thousands of millions of years ago. It's just taken that long to reach us. Then, like all things, it's gone in an instant, always moving on but we can see into its past by virtue of being far enough away from it. The light of the Time River, why, that's just the light of life. Every life and the trail it blazed flowing into the cascade. She'd paused for a moment, quiet now. It's all the light we left behind us. 
Gaius frowned at the young girl. So the light was Cecilius's soul? I suppose you could put it like that, Astrid considered. The prof would probably say you were wrong, but if it helps you to stop looking so gormless, let's go with that. What? Gaius looked at her. A mischievous smile spread across her lips. He found himself grinning, beaming, and the two of them began to laugh. <laughs> you can talk all you like of travelling, he smirked, but I say you're just another witch. I am not, Astrid cried, before laughing again. <laughs> yes, you are. You're another soothsayer, teased Gaius. I bet you converse with owls and poke around goat guts when nobody's looking. I am not, Astrid chuckled and leapt at him. They wrestled on the ground and laughed, their voices getting louder and louder until Astrid pinned Gaius by the arms and shushed him. Delia! If you're a traveller, soothsayer, Gaius grinned, where are you going next, when you find your friend? I don't know, Astrid shrugged, the thought of the missing professor sobering her. We never know, really. It's an adventure. How lucky you are, Gaius said quietly, to have such freedom. Astrid looked at the young man's face and the melancholy filling his eyes. She slowly placed a hand upon his cheek. Gaius. A shadow fell upon the two of them. Fearing the wrath of Quintus, she quickly rolled away from him and got clumsily to her feet, the young soldier doing the same. When she turned back to face the interloper, she was surprised to find the soothsayer looking back at her. You know of the power that overtook the Roman warrior last night, she asked in a low but calm voice. I think I do. Yes, Astrid replied, not realising she was shuffling closer to Gaius. But I know someone who'd be certain. Who? the soothsayer hissed. A friend of mine. We arrived here together, but she was ambushed. Iceni men, Gaius reported, some miles from Londinium. The Iceni march for Verulamium, the soothsayer muttered almost to herself. That's where we're headed, isn't it? asked Astrid. The Roman destiny lies to the north, replied the soothsayer testily. No good can be done in Verulamium. The final battle is all that matters. So we need to go to Verulamium, Gaius concluded, to find your friend, the Professor. Astrid thought she saw a flicker of concern cross the soothsayer's face, but there was no use in pursuing it. That's right, she said to Gaius. Something ain't right here, and a prof will know how to fix it. Then we must leave the camp, frowned Gaius. It won't be easy. A storm approaches the soothsayer muttered, once again seemingly to herself. But there's no question of delaying. We must hope the thunder will cover our escape. The three conspirators stood uneasily for a few moments, their plan agreed without a word more said. Above them, dark grey clouds were rolling towards the Roman camp. The downpour came soon after dusk, and the Romans retreated to their tents to curse the Britons and their weather. From the outside the camp looked deserted, save for three figures in heavy cloaks splashing through the sodden grass. Quickly! Astrid called as loud as she dared over the rumbling thunder above them. She began untying a handsome grey stallion whilst the soothsayer climbed onto the back of a brown mare. Astrid turned at a clanking sound behind her and found Gaius trying to pull a small chariot through the mud. What are you beggaring about with that for? she hissed. I, I thought we'd be riding on... the soldier began. Just get on a bloody horse, you twit! But I can't ride, Gaius muttered. Even in the bitterly cold rain, his cheeks were burning. Astrid sighed. Oh, get on the back of this one, then. There's room for two. 
Gaius dutifully clambered up onto the stallion, and Astrid followed. All right, now make sure you hold on, she began, but was winded by Gaius's determined grasp around her waist. Tightly, she wheezed. Come, the soothsayer hissed. We must ride. Follow. She flicked the reins and off she galloped into the downpour. Astrid pulled a face at the retreating figure, then followed suit and her horse gathered pace. Thunder once again beat the sky as they cleared the edge of the encampment. The ground churned beneath the horse's hooves, and Astrid found herself wiping the cold rain from her face on more than one occasion. Before she returned her grasp to the reins, she found herself squeezing Gaius's cold hands clasped at her waist, seeking to reassure him. A fork of lightning blinked in and out of existence somewhere on the horizon, sending a spark of fear through Astrid's chest, but on the horses galloped. The soothsayer was still some distance ahead, almost obscured by the unrelenting storm and jagged tendrils of light stabbing the earth. Halt! came a voice in the distance. Astrid! cried Gaius, tightening his grip. She looked over her shoulder. They'd been seen. Quintus and his men were following them on horseback. The escape party had secured themselves a lengthy head start, but their pursuers were gaining on them rapidly. She checked the road ahead and then glanced back again, noting three horses in total, each ridden by a lumbering Roman. Soothsayer! she yelled over the storm, but no reply came. The horse ahead of them continued to run. What do we do? cried Gaius. Keep going! shouted Astrid. Lightning struck again, closer this time, within the woodland to their left. A sound like fabric being torn hollowed from the ground, and Astrid felt her chest tighten once more. But no, it wasn't fear. It was the same sensation she'd felt the night before beside the soothsayer's tent. Taking the reins in one hand, she reached inside her jacket and pulled out the chronometer. It was humming with energy. That ain't lightning, Astrid cried, and sure enough a bolt of silver light erupted in the road before them. The horse reared and skidded in the mud. Astrid held on to the reins but felt Gaius slip. He let go of her too late and they both tumbled to the ground. Astrid immediately got to her feet, fearing the horse might trample them, but to her astonishment the beast was frozen on the spot, still rearing from the shock. Before it, the bolt of silver lightning was fizzing and crackling, refusing to extinguish. Transfixed by the unnatural phenomenon, Astrid edged closer to it, still holding her chronometer. Instinctively she held the buzzing device towards the light, and a tendril of energy leapt into the timepiece. She tried to drop it, but it would not leave her hand. She pulled against the energy latching onto the chronometer and finally managed to sever the connection. The device was glowing now. The rhythmic beating of hooves roused her from her wonderment. She snapped the chronometer shut and returned it to her pocket. She turned to give orders to Gaius, but he was not beside her. He lay still a few yards away. Gaius! she shouted and ran to his side. She could see a dark stain on the ground by his head, already becoming diluted by the rain. He'd hit his head in the fall. Traitor! came a warlike cry, and Astrid looked up to see Quintus and his men making their final approach. She held on to Gaius. I'm so sorry, she sobbed. And then he stirred. Only for a moment, but there was life in him yet. Gaius? Gaius! she tried to rouse him. The hooves trampled on. The shouts and jeers of the Romans howled above the rain and then the lightning struck. A mighty bolt soared towards the ground and forked at the last minute, striking half a dozen trees lining the rough track. 
fire erupted all around them as the heavy trunks began to tip over. They collapsed into the path of the approaching Romans, and a silver fire roared up from the barricade. Astrid could see the furious face of Quintus beyond the flames, his horse terrified by the attack. A whinny behind her told her their own horse had been freed from its paralysis. She glanced back to see it running in tight circles, its way blocked by the stagnant lightning. The silver bolt began to thicken, and soon Astrid could see that it was splitting the very air itself. Gaius groaned beside her, and she squeezed his shoulders tightly. Then, in the breach of the space opening up before her, she saw a face. A familiar face. Yarrow! Some time ago, the Professor and Astrid had met a band of temporal enforcers working to stop a plan to alter history. Astrid had fought alongside Officer Yarrow when the deadly plan neared its conclusion. Astrid, Yarrow called through the breach. I don't have long. I came to warn you. What? Astrid gasped. It's Holloway. Commander Holloway has set a trap. I didn't know until now. Listen, you're not safe. Not with her. You have to get away from her. Just get away. The voice faded, Yarrow disappeared, and the silver light dissipated into the stormy night. Beyond the sealed breach, through the unyielding rain, the soothsayer was approaching back along the muddy road. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production, written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson, with music by Kevin MacLeod. Mm-hmm.